the surgical removal of the foreskin from the penis of your male baby. It is usually done within the first few days of birth. Gallagher's dead. Okay? Let that sink in. Leo Anthony Gallagher Jr. is dead. He's no longer on this earth. He's no longer walking around providing laughter to millions of people across the planet anymore. He's crossed over. He's joined that big guy in the sky. And I'm going to tell you this. (laughs) We're going to miss him. We are going to miss the years of laughter he provided us over and over again as, well, let's just say it, the greatest, greatest, greatest comedian who has ever walked this earth. It's Gallagher. I know what you're thinking. Hey, Ross, what about Jimmy Pryor? Oh, what's that? It's Rich. Oh, it's Richard? Yeah. Because nobody fucking remembers him. But we all remember Gallagher. All right? Yeah, Chris Rock is great. Dave Chappelle. Louis C.K. Those are the goats, man. Not a fucking prayer. If he didn't walk out on a stage with a metal pole and a wooden block stuck through the end of it and smash fruit night after night all over thousands of people I don't think we would have known any of those guys names that I just mentioned you're welcome Dave Chappelle you think you'd get 30 million uh, a Netflix special if it weren't for Gallagher think again hombre Best ever do it. Best to swing a sledgehammer. Who else would have had the foresight to say, you know what? You know what the people are missing out there? They're missing their favorite breakfast foods. Summertime foods. Smashed up on a wooden stump with a wooden makeshift hammer all over their faces and bodies. He did that. He ran so you could fucking fly. And I think he he needs his just desserts, okay? He needs his flowers right now. And I'm going to give it to him. All right? I'm going to give it to him. X going to give it to him today. Let me paint you this picture, okay? Why don't you sit back in your barca lounger and pretend that I'm Bob Ross today. Not Ross Patterson, all right? Let me paint this picture for you. A 12-year-old boy. Right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. You know? At that time, yes, I had aspirations to get into comedy someday, somehow. But how was I going to do it? Who was my inspiration? That time, SNL was kind of shitty then. A bad cast. They needed a hero comedically to rise from the ashes and show us 
how it's done. That man's name was Leo Anthony Gallagher Jr. Also just known as Gallagher. Okay? 12 years old. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. We didn't have uh, that much money growing up. And I come home from school. Not sure what's going to happen. It's it's not like the birthday parties of today where, you know, you rent out some exotic zebras or elephants for children to ride on. It's not a Kardashian birthday party for a three-year-old. You just kind of had cake. And uh, you were lucky if a, a few friends at school... Kind of gave you like an extra snack pack, you know, like a, an extra bag of chips from the old snack pack. Hey, Ross, happy birthday, man. You're 12? Huh? Here's my ruffles, hombre. I love you, you son of a bitch. Let's face it, I wanted the Doritos anyway, and my mom put the ruffles in there, so now they're yours. Happy birthday. No big deal. Just another birthday for me, you know? Come home, maybe there's a couple gifts there and a birthday cake that was made by my mom, which I enjoyed, or the American Cookie Factory in the mall that I still enjoy to this day. And if you talk shit about it, go ahead and fucking unsubscribe. All right? We will never be friends in this life. But I came home that day and there was more. There was more than just the giant American cookie cake with with an icing basketball on it with a nondescript team because they don't have any NBA rights and yes all of those motherfuckers sue for shit like that it was just some slapdick you know 17 year old putting putting icing out there the most that he could you squeeze on one of those things and it said happy birthday Russ you're 12 congratulations you know congratulations it was one gift that was wrapped and there was another one in an envelope and the gift that was wrapped was a long sleeve flannel from Abercrombie and Fitch huge fan love that shirt alright I did I was amped to get it and uh, I knew the sitch that the fam was in it meant a lot and then there was the card now the card I'm just thinking is going to say happy birthday, you're 12 years old I can't believe my little boy is growing up you know, maybe a 20 in there, maybe who knows, who knows, right that's that's the mystery of it, right you kind of gun through the card, shake it the money falls out first, you read the words no money comes out, well you don't read those words in that card because it was worthless but instead when I opened up the card and shook it around, couple tickets fell out. Yeah, hard tickets. Not this Taylor Swift bullshit where you're hoping to get a, a barcode. You got to sign up for a pre-sale, join a fan club, buy a, a adopted cat, maybe a sweatshirt, some leggings, maybe get a, a, a vinyl album in the mail in remembrance of, of how great the last album was none of that shit it was just a nice hard ticket and if you lost it guess what you didn't get into the fucking show sorry couldn't bring your phone 
couldn't ask for Wi-Fi from the arena. I, can you, what's your Wi-Fi? And something's happening. I'm, it's, I'm not getting cell coverage. And it's something with Mint Mobile. I don't, I don't really know what's going on. Can I get you a thing? Because I got to scan this thing and then fucking walk through metal detectors and all that. Bull- None of that bullshit, dude. You showed up, stood in line, and they ripped your ticket in half and you were excited. You had a ticket stub, you know? Because let's say the show was great. Say it was great. And you had something to pin on your wall and be like, fuck, man, I was there. I was right there. Instead, what am I going to do? Show a screenshot of a a, a fucking game? Oh, man, I was at that Tennessee game. Here's my screenshot of the ticket. Ah, sweet. That could have been anyone's fuck face. But a hard ticket meant something. It meant something to you. I was there. Can't screenshot this shit. They fucking ripped my ticket, dog. And with that, two tickets fell out of the envelope. For none other than Leo Anthony Gallagher Jr. Okay? Sledgematic. Gallagher smash. Or as CNN is referring to him as uh, Gallagher, water smashing comedian, dead. 76 he was more than that okay he was a lot more than that and I learned it that night now didn't know anything about it parents didn't know anything about it my grandmother had recently uh, moved to the area and uh, she tagged along right so it, it was the four of us four of us went downtown into Atlanta I believe it was Fox Theater down there, which still exists. And uh, all excited to go see a show that I know nothing about. Nothing about. Maybe, maybe I'd seen a commercial on TV or something like that. I didn't didn't know what I was getting into. No idea. Small boy, big dreams. Excited, walk up with my tickets. Parents, my grandmother. Is there. Guy rips our tickets. Still, he was wearing uh, one of those red bell caps, too. They used to do that at Fox Theater. I don't know if they still do, but it was classy, and I enjoyed it. Made me feel important, like I was a big deal. I'm the one seeing Gallagher tonight. And you're going to tear my tickets for me to have the greatest night of my life. And he looks at me. And he says, sir... Do you know where you're sitting and are you prepared? I said, no, no, I'm not prepared. I have no idea what's going on tonight. It's my birthday. I'm 12. Happy birthday. Man, you're in for the time of your life. Am I? Why? What's going on? Did you guys bring any trash bags? No. What's what's happening that I need a trash bag? What do I need a trash bag? Uh, inside a theater for? Am I supposed to clean up afterwards? No, no, friends. No, no. These tickets right here indicate that you're in the splash zone. You're going to be in it tonight. So, so what's the splash zone? Is he is he uh, getting dunked in a water tank? Is there a dolphin show? Is there a live goddamn dolphin show during this thing? He says, no. No, no. When Gallagher 
smashes the fruit at the end of the show, it's going to splash all over. You're going to get it all over your clothes. (laughs) At this point, I'm all in, right? Soup's excited for Gallagher. Can't fucking wait to be covered in breakfast fruit. Can't wait. We didn't have any trash bags. We didn't. So instead, he walked us down to our seats and he said, you know what? Maybe the people that are sitting next to you will be kind enough to share. And they were. Because that's what we did back then. We didn't judge people by MAGA hats or any of that other bullshit. All we judged people by was laughter. And Gallagher was providing that to millions of people. Sat down right next to my G-Maw, parents on the other side, and uh, the people we sat next to said the same thing. They said, hey, did you guys bring any plastic or trash bags? I said, no, no, we didn't. And I, I was just told by the, uh, the usher that we were in the splash zone. They're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're in a fucking splash zone, all right. I tell you what, we've got a little bit extra here, and we'll kind of tug that over. And, uh, and you guys can hide behind that uh, when the smashing starts happening. I was like, all right, great. Now, it wasn't long enough to stretch throughout the four of us. Uh, my parents were uh, covered in it. They were able to get most of their body. And then me and Gma were uh, kind of out in the cold on that one. Didn't mind, okay? Once in a lifetime opportunity, seeing Gallagher in person smash fruit all over us. Didn't mind if my clothes got a little messy. I was about to see the greatest fucking show of my life. So, Gallagher comes out, uh, had all the bits, all the things and boxes. uh, Very, very fun. Props and the whole thing. Well before Carrot Top, right? Um, you know, I, I want to say that it, it, if, if there wasn't Gallagher, there's no, there's no C-top. Okay. There's no laughter in Vegas. The, the lights go down in Vegas. If there's no C-top, C-top obviously had to have somebody to look up to. And that's Gallagher. And when he comes out, he's wearing a, a, a mime shirt. You know, those mime shirts that are kind of, uh, white and black stripes. He's got the little hat on, the little beret. Got the spenders and the black pants. Man, I was in. Long curly hair underneath that. Luscious locks underneath that beret. And, uh, and then the hammer, obviously. He had the sledgematic with him. So he does the show. Tears. I mean, people are crying, urinating with laughter. The smell of piss before he even hits the first fruit and or vegetable was just palpable. People were dying laughing, just over the top, guffawing, if you will, at the the hilarity and the genius of Gallagher. And we're all in at this point. Now it's just a fucking bonus, dude. Him smashing fruit all over us is just a fucking bonus at this point. 
and the assistant puts down the first piece of fruit. A splapper! Man, when he rocked that thing down like Thor's hammer and it exploded all over the audience, boy, I mean, people were going banana dick in there. Just absolutely fucking crazy, dude, for Gallagher. I haven't seen, maybe the Beatles at Shea Stadium, I, like, I don't know, or when they got off the flights in New York, I, maybe, that, I mean, that's the, it's the only time I've heard cheers like that in my life, uh, and that was on video, I wasn't there, he, this I was there for, I was, I was deaf in, in one ear for a good eight, nine hours after the show, and uh, my grandma wasn't wasn't uh, the friendliest at that age, you know. She was kind of winding down, a little bitter about life at that point. Uh, but she loved me. She was great. Got to have uh, parties at the house in high school. She let me have kegs and all that stuff. My parents were out of town. She was great, right? But not the friendliest. And I wasn't sure what her reaction was going to be. When Gallagher started smashing fruits all over her until the watermelon came out, okay? That's a big boy item to bring out and put down on a wooden stump to be smashed all over people because it really goes everywhere. And I'll say this. He had to really squeeze them triceps to have this fucker explode the way it did. I Look, that was the only show I got to see in real life. Too famous after that. Okay? Couldn't afford it after that. But I, I want to think and I want to believe in my heart of hearts that that was the greatest smash he's ever had in his life of a watermelon on stage. And I'll take that to my deathbed. Okay? And I look over... As this fucking watermelon explodes all over us. Parents are covered once again. Gma and me aren't. And there's just fucking watermelon all over us, dude. Every, I mean, just face, body. Uh, uh, her t- it was all on her tits, outside her dress. It was, she was picking watermelon out of her pussy. Obviously on top of the dress. Um, and... I thought she was going to be angry, maybe walk out. Just tears of fucking laughter. Raw, unadulterated joy. It was like she was in fucking cocoon. And had gone back in time to when she was a child. And somebody smashed watermelon all over her at a playground. Or in the deep south. Before, you know, civil rights and all that stuff. Uh, who knows? It's just a guess at this point. And she's she's passed now. So I, I didn't get to call her this week when Gallagher died and share this story with her and kind of reminisce and rejoice and celebrate the life of the greatest comedian who ever lived. I didn't get to do that. But I remember the look on her face as she's just wiping watermelon all, all off her cheeks and tits and pussy again, parts of her legs. It's all over me and, and just tears of laugh. I'll never forget that. 
It's probably the greatest memory I'll ever have of my late grandmother. Was that a Gallagher show? And he did that. He provided that joy and that memory for me for the rest of my life. And why people aren't celebrating him now, I don't know. I don't really fucking know. But imagine being so famous, so beloved, so in demand that you want to book more shows and provide more humor for more people at the same time. I don't know what you're saying, Ross. How do you do that? That's impossible. Can't clone ourselves. I'm a motherfucking time machine. I can't do any of that, Ross. I'm just some dumb dumb. Unless, unless you're born with an identical twin like Leo Anthony Gallagher Jr. was. Now, we had a brother named Ron, an identical twin brother named Ron Gallagher. So they started booking other shows. (laughs) They started booking other shows where he was doing. And it was working. Nobody nobody cared. Nobody knew. They were identical. He did his whole bit. uh, uh, Word for word. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. Um, So much so. That we all bought into the story that they were twin brothers. However, they were just simply related, not even twins. What are the chances that somebody else in your family lineage looks identical to you and has the same comedic sensibilities? None. None. You'd have a better shot of winning that fucking lottery for $2 billion than to have talents and looks identical to Gallagher and you're not twin brothers that was Ron okay that was Ron now here's where things get a tad dark just a tad dark Ron loved it dude loved it imagine you look identical to somebody so famous in this world and you can do the same exact things and provide the same exact amount of laughter well that's a drug you're gonna want more of god damn it and Ron wanted that the money was good things were going well then all of a sudden Leo got a little pissed got a little pissed at Ron was just like alright Uh, Fun and games are over. I think I can just do this and then keep all the money. And I don't really have to pay like this anymore. Because at that time, he was the number one ranked comedian in America for 15 years. Now, you hear that all the time of who, who the number one comedian is. It's not who the funniest is. Comedy's subjective. It's your ticket sales. That's all they give a fuck about. It's the only way I found out about uh, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. I didn't know who he was. I don't really get down 
that much on like clean comedians. Just not my thing. I res- I respect him uh, and what he's doing, and uh, and I think he's funny. I've seen him, uh, but it's not my fave. I'm not. I don't. I'm not going uh, out of my way to uh, to go to a, a Sebastian show. I'm not. Chappelle, sure. Uh, Sebastian, I'm not. I'm not there. Uh, I like. I like my comedy a little disgusting. Obviously, I do. Um, but with this, he was number one. Sebastian was number one. I remember looking at the numbers and I was like, oh shit, Sebastian's making like fucking 18 million a year. God damn, dude. I didn't know that. I didn't know he sold out in Madison Square Garden 27 nights in a row. That's fucking nuts. Congratulations, Sebastian. Never would have thought it. There's a lot of other comedians out there that get more hype, like the ones I mentioned at the top of the show. Gallagher, though, was in a class of his own. For 15 years, dude. 12 specials on Showtime. One would say he invented the goddamn channel. All right? Take off the boxing gloves. Put a sledgeomatic on there for Gallagher. Let him live his fucking life, dude. Give him the flowers he deserves, Showtime. You fucks. Change the app. Change it to just a watermelon getting smashed by a metal pole with a block of wood on it. He's earned it. He built you. Sons of bitches. Now, Ron had a fucking problem with this. Ron had a fucking problem when Leo said, hey, dude, I think we're all good. I don't really need this anymore and blah, blah, blah. Leo wouldn't give up that shit. He was like, no, man, we're, we're done. We're all done with this. Went to a nasty little court battle. And it turns out, because they weren't twin brothers, and he just looked like someone in his family, all he had to do was change the concert tickets and the posters to Gallagher 2. And then he could continue his act. Then it became a rivalry. Who was better, Gallagher 1 or Gallagher 2? Both of it driving ticket sales. It's like that movie with the, the, the magicians, Christian Bale and fucking Hugh Jacks. Who was better, dude? The prestige. How do I beat this other person? Well, Gallagher moved on to soup. Apparently, fruits and vegetables... Had a little bit too much consistency. It's time to start pouring out some tomato soup. Let's get it sloppy, brother. Let's see blood rain down from the sky. I want to leave you stained forever after you leave this venue. It had only escalated each other's acts and made them greater over the years. Then he got sick. One of them got sick. Leo got sick. And uh, uh, Ron just, uh, you know, kind of kept going on. And uh, I'll say this. At the end of it, I don't know how close they were at the end. Um, But, uh, you know, one would argue if, if if the deuce, if Gallagher deuce... If he didn't keep going like this when Gallagher was sick and had to come back and everything else, 
Would the magic have still lived on? I don't know. You got to keep up appearances. You got to stay in the limelight. I get it. When you're that worldwide famous like Gallagher, you can't just leave. You can't just walk away. So, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they got back together. I heard they hadn't spoken in 20 years since the lawsuits. Um, one would hope he was able to walk in to the hospital. He died of cancer. He died of, uh, in hospice of cancer, Gallagher. One would hope he got to go into the hospital one more time. Just one more time and say, hey, I'm sorry, original Gallagher. You gave me a life. You made me uh, uh, financially steady in this world. And I appreciate that I was born looking exactly like you with the same exact voice, able to do your same exact act, rip it off and get laid around the country and do cocaine and, uh, and get my dick sucked. I hope he got to say that to him. And then I also hope he brought a bag with him with a gigantic watermelon, put it right on his fucking ding dong in the hospital, right in the bed and took out the hammer one more time and just smashed it all over his fucking privates, dude. All over the room. I hope the nurses were in there surrounding the bed and they were dying with laughter. Not only is it one last watermelon smash, but it's one last nut shot for the Gallagher boys. But I wasn't in there. And this news story, well, wasn't good enough for uh, Drudge Reports or fucking Entertainment Tonight. Wasn't good enough for any of that stuff. Instead, it was a blip. Hey, CNN, the watermelon smasher's dead at 76. You remember that fuck? Come on, dude. Show some respect. And if you're out there, you can you can raise a hard AF seltzer to Leo Anthony Gallagher. God damn it. Born in Fort Bragg. Lovable comedian. Very lovable comedian. Made us laugh for over 50 years, one watermelon at a time. Now, Leo... Not much is known about that guy. Divorced twice, has a child. Probably had to marry that girl because he just knocked her up after a night in St. Louis. You know, somebody came up after a show, got through security and said, I've got grape juice all over my tits and face. Do you want to share a screw? Come on back. It's fine. It's fine. Didn't pull out. She was all lubed up from the show already. Probably a two-pump Johnny No Quiver sitch, and then they got a baby, and then he did the right thing, you know? He did the right thing, probably. But obviously that's not going to last, and he had to get a divorce, and uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a sad sitch. And if I didn't memorialize him today, who would? Who would? There's over 950,000 podcasts in this world. Not one goddamn person can be talking about Gallagher. You think Joe Rogan had Gallagher on his show? No. 
Tom Segura, not a prayer. Burt Kreischer, Gallagher on their show. We try to get a hold of him. He was sick. He's been sick for a while, I guess. My point is, if you have a hero out there, send him a message today. Go to Twitter, fucking Instagram, wherever you send messages, write a letter. Have a pigeon carrier fucking deliver something to your favorite person and say, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Because I never got to do it. I never got to do it in real life. I had to do it now. Gone too soon. 76. It was so spry. You know, I didn't think it would happen. Instead, you know, shit like Fast and Furious is still getting news coverage. You know, that thing's been around for what? 22 years fast and fucking furious I bet you Gallagher has made more money in ticket sales than fast and furious the whole fucking franchise that could be a lie could be a fucking bold lie but here we are still talking about these fucks today woke up first article that popped up fast and furious X last one by the way Thank God. Thank fucking God. Uh, it's the last one of these fucking things. It's balloons. The budget is, is $340 million. It's out of control. It's the most expensive movie Universal's ever had. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you the inside story of that sitch. First one comes out. Beloved people just went ballistic. Oh my God. Paul Walker was uh, at the height of his powers, you know? Varsity Blues was out, and it was like, all right, what's he going to do? Fast and Furious. What is a great actor also gone too soon? What does he do next? He goes on to Fast and Furious, dude. Let's mix up the cast, Let's put every race of every human ever created in one movie with a bunch of fast cars and just kind of see what happens. Can we ship this around the world and sell this to the masses? Do we have somebody that looks like they represent every human in every race in every corner of this earth? We sure do. Paul Walker, white man, blonde hair, blue eyes. God damn it, I can still picture his smile, you know? Been a long time since you were here. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it when I see you again, Paul. I really will. Paul Walker. Vin Diesel. Very nondescript. Where the fuck is Vin Diesel from? Where's he from? <laughs> we hear your family. Your family. Where's he from? What's his, what's his sitch? What is uh, Vin Diesel's real sitch? You know, a lot of people think he's Mexican, Latin heritage, perhaps Italian. I don't know what the fuck he is. And that's, that's what makes him Vin Diesel. You just kind of go into everything. And you're like, all right, white, black, Puerto Rican. What the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is Vin Diesel? What the fuck is a Vin Diesel? Even the name is not real. Not even close to his real name. 
probably looked at a gas pump and he said that's it that's it that's the last thing that'll get the fucking ladies going that'll get the panties wet diesel and it works it works right one of the few men who was balding at an early age and embraced it and just said nah fuck it let's go shave up let's shave up let's ride let's be family Let's fucking ride, dude. Anybody ask me what ethnicity I am? Tell them to fuck off and go guess. Smart move. Smart move on Vin Diesel's part. Right? Then you get a real Latina in there. Michelle Rodriguez. Bring out the mariachi. Smart move, right? Got to capture all that audience. Got to capture... All the Latinos out there, the Latinxes, put Michelle Rodriguez up in that bitch. Is she straight? Is she gay? We don't really know. She's kind of hot, kind of seems like a dude. Again, nondescript. It's for everyone. Lesbians can roll out and feel fucking amped about going to see Fast and Furious. They can get all greased up. Go sit in the theater, some overalls on. Drink a fucking oil can beer and enjoy some Michelle Rodriguez. She fit. It was fine. She's coming off that girl fight movie. She's knocking people out. You believed already going in. She was tough. She could kick your ass, dude. Did you steal my car? Fuck you, bitch. I'm going to slap that ass. You believed it. It's great. Great casting. Now we need a black guy. <laughs> Who do we got? Tyrese Gibson. Beloved amongst black women. Black ladies love Tyrese, dude. Love him. Another bald guy, right? Now you got some tension. You got two guys. Went bald at an early age and embraced it. What's going to happen? Are they going to be friends, lovers, or are they going to hate each other? Who fucking knows, dude? Am I going to get a tune out of Tyrese? Remember him singing a Coca-Cola jingle on a fucking bus, dude. Am I going to get a fucking jingle out of Tyrese in this movie? Maybe. Could I put him on the soundtrack? Sure. Fuck yeah. Let's rock. And then the rest of it's, uh, you know, throwing a rapper. Why not? Luda. Luda. Throwing Luda in that shit. And, uh, and you got yourself a movie, right? Got yourself a very inclusive, diverse cast that you could sell around the world. A bunch of fucking cars, man. And the beauty of it is, is poor people love nice cars. A lot of fucking poor people love nice cars. They do. So it wasn't just for like rich people who have those cars and knew what they did. You already had that crowd, right? Nah, dog. Nah, doogie. Poor people love fucking nice cars. And their nice is often different than rich people's nice. They'll put fucking 90 grand into a Honda Civic. With a goddamn fin off the back that you could dry clothing on that was fresh from the river 
on Little House on the Prairie. Let's dry that shit. Hit that nitro boost. Boom, your clothes are fucking dry and tan, bro. No need to go over to your cousin's house to, to dry that shit at their dryer. Put it in the back of your car. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. You had all that. You had all the fun shit in there. Movie comes out, explodes. It's huge, dude. Everybody loved Fast and the Furious, right? What does Vin Diesel do? Well, signs a huge movie deal for Triple X. I don't really remember that movie. I know he jumped out of uh, another car off a bridge in a parachute, maybe, uh, with the girl who killed Anthony Bourdain. Asia Argento. I know that I know that she was the love interest in that. And uh, and who who would have known? You go from a, a Vin Diesel movie, a fun FBI secret agent, whatever the fuck they were billing him as, extreme sports star, because that's that's mandatory in the military that you're you're good at extreme sports now. And then she goes on to kill Anthony Bourdain. Life is fucking wild, isn't it? The problem with that movie was they gave him $30 million. Gave him $30 million. And at the time, $20 million was kind of your cap, dude. That's what Jim Carrey was getting for, like, the cable guy and the mask and shit like that. Tom Cruise was getting that shit for Jerry Maguire. Now you want to give 30 to Vin Diesel? You want to go all in for Vin Diesel at 30 Shit. Well, Vin had signed the contract. It was done. Problem was, for for Universal, they were in contract negotiations for Fast and Furious 2. Vin's like, hey, man, I want this fucking money. And they're like, dude, we can't give you $30, $35 million. I think they were trying to up his quote by five at that point. Because they'd already signed on for this. I said, bro. We pay you. What are we going to give Paul Walker, Luda, Tyrese, Michelle? What are we going to give those fucks if we pay you that kind of money? We're going to pay them that kind of money. It's going to drive that budget up. That budget is going to be 150 at a minimum. And the audience is going to want cooler shit. More cars exploding, ejaculating all over fucking the highway. We're going to need more for that shit, Vin. He goes, I don't care. I'm already getting it. Talk to my agent. Well, they did. Talk to his agent. Universal said, uh, Hey, brah. Price tag's a little too high. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to get this done unless you do some type of back-end deal or whatever. And uh, I was like, no. No, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all, you get somebody else to do it. So they did. Got somebody else to do the movie. And uh, and it didn't do well. Didn't do well, kids. Sure didn't. Man, it did not do well at all. They didn't have Vin. They didn't have the dude, man. Turns out he ended up being the dude, right? Weird. So for Too Fast, Too Furious, 
They had to put Paul Walker and Tyrese on there. Wasn't as good, dude. Wasn't as good. They did it in, uh, what, Tokyo or some shit? And then they had to kind of get some bad guys around them to kind of juice it up and uh, and make it a fun thing. Uh, so they got, you know, they did their best. They did their best. They put uh, Cole Hauser, baby. Cole Hauser was the lead in that one. He was the bad guy, baby. Okay. Yellowstone. Cole Hauser. Rip. Rip was in that thing. And at the time, he didn't have his ripness to him. Okay? Put Rip in that movie now. It's a fucking hit, bro. But he wasn't Rip yet from Yellowstone. He's just a very good actor. Super talented. How do we have voice, babe? Okay? I'm going to take you down to the train station. Okay, babe? But he wasn't big enough to lead that movie. They threw Ava Mendez in there after uh, uh, training day. Still wasn't Ava Mendez yet. And then they were like, all right, well, how the fuck do we make this global, like just as global, and, uh, and take this around the world? Uh, they ended up getting this uh, Asian chick, Devin Aoki. That name sounds familiar. Brothers, the world famous DJ who is mimicking Gallagher to this day, Steve Aoki, and he throws birthday cakes into people's faces in the audience at the end of his shows. You're welcome for the callback to Gallagher. And her parents own Chin Chin, by the way. Famous restaurant, Sunset. She had an in, she got to do the movie. Didn't do well. Didn't do well. Neither did Triple X. Triple X came out and it did all right, but not great. It wasn't Fast and Furious, okay? It just wasn't. The studio's torn at this point. They felt the Fast and Furious franchise could be beloved around the world, providing joy to everyone. Same as Gallagher. Same as Gallagher. So they had to go back to Vin Diesel. Say, hey, Vin, <laughs> what do you want to do, brother? You still asking for 30? He goes, I sure am. I also want to produce a credit, and I want 20% of the movie, or 20% of the box office. We keep doing more of these, I keep taking my money. I mean, that's the way it was. That's how that negotiation happened. I'm guessing I was in the room. No fucking idea. No fucking idea. That's just me throwing Vin around, you know, what I think he would do. Okay? And uh, they said, yes. Yes, Vin, we will do this for you. We will give you these things. Please come back and save us. Save our franchise. And if it works, well then, fuck. You own a piece of this franchise forever. Boom. What does Vin do? He comes back. What does the movie do? It explodes. Because Vin Diesel is back, baby. So if you go and look at all these movies... You're going to see a producer credit for Vin Diesel and all this shit. He owns a chunk of the movie. Owns a chunk of all this shit, dude. Now, they did make another Triple uh, X. They're going to make another one of those. Maybe a third or fourth one of those uh, things as well. He gets producer credits on that and everything else. 
but they keep outdoing themselves. It's fucking fast and furious shit, man. Got to blow up more shit. Got to get more famous people in this motherfucker. Who do we get? Helen Mirren's been in it. Charlize Theron's been in it. Uh, And then they go to The Rock. The Rock was fucking in it, dude. Jason Statham's in it. And spin off that. Hobbs and whatever the fuck it is. Then I'll watch this shit. (laughs) I can't watch it. I'm sorry. I can't watch. I watched the first one. And maybe part of the second one for Cole Hauser, but uh, I, I couldn't do I couldn't do pass out. So I've never seen one past two. Okay, I can walk you through the back end of this shit, but I don't watch this. I don't fucking watch it. If my kids want it on, that's fine. Uh, but they, luckily, they haven't asked, so I haven't seen any of the recent ones. But I can tell you there was a rift on the set of the last one between The Rock and Vin Diesel. And there was something in their contract where uh, they had to have the same amount of punches being thrown and landed. It was a fuck fest. The whole thing was fucked. Then it's his franchise was pissed that The Rock was late or sleeping or oversleeping in his trailer because he's doing 80 other goddamn things, filming himself all goddamn day long with fucking 9,000 companies. Whatever, right? He's pissed. And he said, I, well, I'm not going to set until The Rock is there. I'm going to come in last. Which... Is a big dick thing. It's been going on for years, but only to like cocksuckers, right? It's like Schwarzenegger would do bullshit like that back in the day, you know? And that's how we, who, who we viewed himself as, right? So in this last one, they said, hey, dude, how do we get you to come back and finish out the franchise? Finish it out strong, Vin. Well, I want this and this and this and this and this. I want Rock back. I want blah, blah, blah. Rock's not coming back. He's pissed off about what Vin said about him uh, in the press. How he had to uh, mentor him uh, in acting-wise, Brando-esque, and teach him how to act as his character in Fast and Furious, because he knows the franchise. He is the franchise. Producing it, damn it. And he said, as a producer, sometimes you got to step in and tell these actors what to do. Cheers to you, Vin, for, for holding your own on that, okay? Because The Rock didn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's not like you guys are the same exact fucking guy, but with more steroids in one than the other. Right? Good for you. Stand your fucking ground, George Zimmerman. Stand your fucking ground, bro. Have your Arizona iced tea and your Skittles. All right? Way to go, Vin. Fuck yeah. That's America right there. Stand up for what you believe in. So Rock's not coming back. So instead... What do we do? Biggest movie star in the world. The Rock, right now. I, I know. I'm not amped about it either. Not amped about it either, but that's all we have, okay? If you're not huge on social media, you don't get to do things like this. You don't get to pick an obscure franchise like Black Adam and try to make that thing happen. Hasn't made that much money, by the way. They're going to do a sequel, but only because he's fighting Superman in it, and that's real. Some reason they got Superman for that bullshit. They're like, oh, fuck, this movie didn't do that well. How do we keep The Rock around? Oh, well, if he fights Superman, fuck, let's do it. Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. So now Vin Diesel's like, well, shit, Rock's not going to do it. What do we What do we do here, man? We've done so much. We've done so much in the Fast and Furious franchise. We've got to blow up more shit. Maybe we'll blow up uh, the Eiffel Tower 
try to crash a, a, a fucking Lamborghini into the pyramids. Something fun, man. We gotta we gotta spruce this goose up. What are we gonna do? So this budget now has ballooned to 340 million fucking dollars. And the studio's stuck. It is the last one. They're getting the fuck out of there. And they gotta kind of cater to this fucking dick. Let him do all this fucking wild shit. I'm sure they hired a ton of other famous people for this. Let's see if I can bring this up. See who's in this fucking thing, dude. Let's see who's in the last Fast and Furious. Damn it. Fast X. Who's in this fucking thing? Are they announcing it? Oh, shit. There we go. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Momoa's in it. Aquaman's in this motherfucker. Jason Momoa's is in this, dude. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, Charlize Theron back in this one. Brie Larson is in this. What is she, the, the Marvel girl? She's a little Marvel girl. Good for her. Son of a bitch. She's in this. Momoa. Helen Murren is back in this thing. Scott Eastwood. You're trying to make Scott Eastwood happen, huh? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Look at that. Clint Eastwood's kid. The guy is just always working out, running around town. He's still in this fucking thing. Unbelievable. Uh, Rita Moreno is in this, all right? From that fucking little dance movie. The little tiny dance movie that, uh, well, uh, didn't make a dollar. It was nominated for a bunch of awards. Whatever the fuck that was. With Steven Spielberg. Everybody was fucking amps. And it's all Latanks and Latanks Nation. And we've, we've done it. And uh, whatever, man. Nobody cared about that bullshit. But they got her in this. Jordana Brewster's back. Tyrese. You know, that motherfucker wasn't going anywhere. Luda. Is back in this. Cardi B is in this. How many people can we add to this fucking thing? John Cena. God damn it, dude. Now you're at a $340 million budget because you've put every single famous person that exists in this world in this fucking movie and you're trying to blow up the Eiffel Tower, the pyramids or some shit. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they Elon Musk it and send one of these fucking cars to space and inside the little suit is Vin Diesel. And that's how he waves goodbye. Goodbye, world. I gotta go. I gotta go uh, fight crime and cars on some other planet now. Who knows? $340 million, dude, for this fucking movie. Studio's like, I don't know how we're gonna make a, a fucking profit off this. I don't know what you're saying. Hey, Ross. A lot of movies have made uh, over that. They sure have. But to promote a movie like this that's global, around the world, you're going to have to dump about 200 into P&A, which is like print, advertising, all that other bullshit, trailers, all around the world, and get it out there, right? So, so now your budget, more than likely, all said and done. Let's say there's no fuck-ups or reshoots. Probably looking at right around 550. $550 million for the last Fast and Furious movie. You fucking believe that shit? $550 million. Will it beat it? 
I think it will. I actually think it will. I was going to pull my pants down and shit on this thing. And then, uh, and then I looked at the numbers. Look at Top Gun this last year. Uh, it's already up to like $1.4, $1.5 billion. Is it going to be bigger than Top Gun? No. Sure isn't. It's fucking lightning in a butthole. The movie comes out, fucking a sequel, 35 years later, and people are fucking juiced off to see it. It's lightning in a fucking butthole, dude. I'm not replicating that shit. However, there is a shortage of movies because of COVID. People didn't think movies were coming back. Tom Cruise saved us. Our Lord and Savior Tom Cruise saved us, and now movies are back. Well, the big ones, right? You take Nightmare Alley, which is a great fucking movie. B. Coops is in that. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is the director. Tony Colletti, bunch of fucking rad, awesome people in that. Uh, great film, but it was original. It was a drama. Nominated for Best Picture last year, but didn't make a dollar because nobody gave a shit. And want to see popcorn movies. Because now everything's got a recliner, got booze, all that shit. You go into one of these fucking theaters and you're dropping 120, 140 on a family of four or five now. It's because you're boozing too and you're getting good food. Now, I love it and it's great. I actually enjoy going to the movie theaters again uh, because of that, right? Even though I got to take my kids to, to all their stuff, daddy can have a few drinks and kind of loosen up. I'll watch anything. I've seen Lyle Lyle Crocodile four fucking times now. This is the only movie out in the theaters for kids. But I've seen it. Sat through it every time. I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm not. How daddy was boozing. I didn't give a shit. It's fine. But Fast and Furious comes out, dude. That's going to be Memorial Day. Fourth of July. Fuck you. This is America. Shit's blowing up. I want to see a gigantic movie exploding all over my fucking face and chest like Gallagher's Watermelons, and that's going to be one of them next year. Right now, I can only name another, and that's it's TC. It's Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible fucking nine or whatever that is. I don't know what number they're on. Stop watching that after two. Couldn't understand a fucking thing that was going on in those things. Shot cool. He looks cool. Doing a bunch of cool shit. I don't understand one fucking story point in that whole goddamn franchise. Not one. I don't, I don't understand a fucking thing in that shit. I mean, I'll watch it, you know, just to do it and be like, oh, all right, cool. How'd you like it? Eh, Tom Cruise did some cool shit. What about everything else? Man, no fucking idea what happened in that one. But because of that, I think the movie passes 550, and I think uh, Vin's fine. Now, what is he going to do afterwards? Who fucking knows, dude? Who knows? And he's slated to do another triple X, but at this point, dude, how old is Vin Diesel? God damn it. What's his age? What's his fucking age, dude? 55. Damn. Vin Diesel's 50 fucking five years old? Holy shit, he's going to be 56 years old when this movie comes out next year. Son of a bitch. Maybe he didn't bald early. Maybe he's just fucking old as shit forever. God damn, dude. Son of a bitch. He's going to be 56 years old, dude. Racing streetcars. What a life. I'm not even mad, Vin. I'm jealous. 
congratulations to do to to you and all you've been able to do in this life. Fuck me, dude. Fifty six. The Rock is fifty. Maybe he did look down on him as a, as a little brother. Man, I gotta teach my little brother a lesson because he is. Rock is six years younger than this motherfucker. Shit, John Cena is ten years younger than him. Damn it, dude. He is a father figure. No wonder he treats this shit like family. He's their fucking daddy. Vin Diesel is their fucking daddy and all this shit. Looking down on him, high above, just hoping to have a great life. Hoping hoping to have a great life out there. Live your life a quarter mile at a time. I hope it says that on his fucking business card, too. I hope it just says Vin Diesel on one side and then live your life a quarter, a quarter mile at a time on the back side of it. Shit, I wonder now if part of that budget, maybe they're going to try to fucking CGI in a little uh, Paul Walks for the last one, you know? Maybe Vin Diesel dies and they have a fucking scene in heaven. Two of our greatest actors we've produced in the, in the history of, of American cinema. Vin Diesel and Paul Walker having a moment in heaven sitting on a cloud or a cloud that is very vividly painted onto the hood of a a, a Honda Civic in the sky and they're just sitting there having a laugh you know (laughs) we did it baby we did it you know a hug and then angel wings sprout out of their backs and they fly into the heavens and go off into the fair nights what a fucking way to end this movie. Maybe they deserve more money. A bigger budget. Fight for it, Vin. Fight for it. You've earned it, friends. You have earned it. Good night, fuck faces. At birth, the penis has a protective sleeve of tissue called the foreskin. The caregiver will place a device over the glands. This device will protect the penis, allowing the foreskin to be safely removed.